Welcome to New Hope and the teaching ministry of Pastor Randy Rainwater, just back from Israel. While we were there, there was this word that kept coming up in different places that we would be and devotions that we would read. Hanene. Hanene. It's what my shirt says this morning. Hanene. Tell me if you think you can figure out what it means. I want to read you some scriptures. Today on this Palm Sunday, Pastor Randy is teaching from Luke chapter 19 and sharing more about what he heard, saw, and experienced during his trip to Israel. All right, so I was asked to open by reading scripture um, for Randy. Um, I'm Matthew Huey, I'm 17 years old. Uh, I went to Archer High School and am a GED graduate. Um, So today we're in Luke 19, uh, verse 35. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he said, if they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. Thank you, Matthew. Well, good morning, New Hope. I'm already a mess. I'm just going to admit that. I was over there, and these kids are coming up, and this one little boy comes up, and He gives me a high five and he says, Pastor Randy, I'm adopted now. You can't do that to me. That's just not fair. Oh, man. All right. Well, good morning. You can bump and hug and all that stuff. So good morning. We're glad y'all are with us today. Well, you already got your Bibles opened up. Thank you. I'll need more Kleenex as the day goes on. Um, And uh, I I don't have COVID. I've been tested like 85 times. Uh, So, uh, but, um, well, good morning. So glad you're with us today. And you already got your Bibles open. I, uh, today we're talking about the triumphal entry. I, I got to preach last Saturday morning on the Mount of Olives. So I'm pretty excited because that's where this, this comes from. I, I will tell you one story. We, we went, uh, Anita and I went 48 hours without sleep, and then we came home and took 80 kids to the beach uh, with six hours sleep. I was going to sleep on the plane. We were, in, we were in Jericho, and we went up there on what's left of Jericho. They're excavating it, and it's, Jericho is in Israel, but it's Palestinian-controlled. And the, we, the, the man, we went in, we had lunch in this restaurant, and the guy that owns the restaurant lives in Lawrenceville, Georgia, okay? <laughs> you can't make this kind of stuff up. And of course, I started talking to him because he looked like Albert Einstein. And, and I was talking to him about, hey, you look like Albert Einstein, and you know, where do you live? And he's like, Lawrenceville, Georgia. So he made me a really good deal, and I had wanted one of these because I, you know those, okay, those pillow things that you put around your neck on the airplane. It's a scam, all right? You know that, all right? So if any of y'all sell those, I'm sorry. All right, forgive me. But, but, but like those don't work. Maybe my neck's just weird, but, but those don't work for me. And so I, I Googled, this is what you do. You get, a, you get something and you tie it around the headrest and you tie it on the front of your head. 
and then your head just, you know, stays up. So that's what I was going to do on the plane. And, and, and I was going to, I was going to sleep, but I had this whole plan in mind and everything. So I got this thing there in, in, uh, in Jericho from this Palestinian man. He made me a really good deal on it. Although later on the, in the day, I found you could get three for the same price somewhere else. But, but I got this, so I got this scarf and I had it in my bag. So we're on the airplane and, and I'm like all ready to, you know, to go to sleep and everything. And, you know, come home and, and be ready for our beach trip. And, 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 I, and I, I pull my scarf out and I look around the plane and I realize this plane seats 385 people. There's 18 people from our team. The rest, are, the rest of these are Orthodox Jews. This is probably not the thing you put on your head when you're on a plane with 375 for Orthodox Jews. So I, so I just bobbed my head all night and did not sleep, but it was, uh, we had an amazing time. Thank you guys so much. Uh, save your money, we're all going. Listen, you, this is real. This is real. Like, the, 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 it's in time and space and places. And there are some things you go to and you go, okay, it's this area. We, we don't know exactly where this was. Uh, Bethlehem. We, we don't know exactly. You've probably seen the, the star, the metal star that's there. And we, we think that's where it was, where Jesus was born, but it's somewhere in that town. We don't know. And then there's other places. I'm gonna tell you about one of those today. There's other places. The, the Temple of Dan, the false northern Temple of Dan, uh, we were there. It, 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 it's all there. All the, like, you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's, this, this is real. And I, I'll never read my Bible the same way again. So, so don't buy a timeshare. Don't, don't, you know, save your money. You'll never read your Bible the same way. And here's the other thing. When our kids go off to university and some smart professor starts tearing their faith apart, and I would love to be in that room, they can go, no, I was there. I touched the stones. I walked down that hill. I saw the places. It was real. on a mountain called Olivet. I'm gonna change the titles on your grace notes. And by the way, uh, if you'll scan over here on your grace notes, there's, um, there's the, the devotions that we're gonna be doing this week are, are family-friendly, but they're also adult educational. And if, you'll, if you scan this, you can, get the, you can sign up and get the emails all week. And then as we go through this, uh, starting after Easter, we're going to be going through the book of Colossians. I'm so excited. Jody Hoffman's going to be teaching on Mother's Day uh, the, through Col- as, as we go through Colossians. It's going to be a great series. Colossians is just about the supremacy of Christ, and and I just and I so I would love for you guys to get signed up for those emails. But this week it's really artsy and and it's beautiful and it's a great journey through this last week of Jesus' life on Earth is before before the crucifixion. So on a mountain called Olivet, I got to preach on Mount Olives just last Saturday, as I said. 
It said that when he had said these things, he went ahead, verse 28 of chapter 19. He drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet. I've got a map to show you here where this is. So here's the Temple Mount. Remember that, I'm gonna show you a picture from the Mount of Olives in just a second. Here's the Mount of Olives. There's that, if you see, if you can see this um, crack, wow, those lights are bright when you walk up here. All right, this, this is the Kidron Valley right here. And, and between that, it's, it's deep. It's a deep crevice, several hundred feet deep, several hundred down, several hundred back up. And so, so the Mount of Olives is right there. So he goes over here in this area of Bethpage and Bethany, and it says that, that when he gets there, he sends two of his disciples, go into the village in front of you, and where you're entering, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever set. Untie it, bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You will say this, the Lord has need of it. I ask you this morning about your life, does the Lord have need of it? He does. He operates through people. I've never seen a miracle done that didn't have a person attached to it. I've seen some miracles. I've seen some crazy stuff. Stuff that you wouldn't believe. Stories that just you, you just wouldn't believe if you didn't know the people. But he always uses people. The Lord has need of it. You might wanna write down in your Bible, Lord, what do you have need of me? So those who were sent away went and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to him, why are you untying the colt? Hey, buddy, that's my horse. They said, the Lord has need of it. Some people do, some people give. They brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. I'm sure it bucked a couple times. Jesus is obviously a good equestrian. As they rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road as he was drawing near already on the way down the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise. Remember, there's thousands at this point. He's been teaching, he's been healing, he's been raising from the dead, he's been feeding the thousands. There's a crowd now that's following. They, they've been staying there on the Mount of Olivet this week as, as this week proceeds out. There's this entire group of people that are there with him. They're rejoicing and praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory to the highest. This place, Olivet, it's a special place. It's where Jesus comes down from. Let me show you the image today. If you're on the Mount of Olives, this is what it would look like. Go ahead and sh this is the image from the Mount of Olives. That's the temple mount right below here is, the, is part of that, the temple wall, the wailing wall. And you look out across Jerusalem. But Jesus would have looked out. He would have seen the temple. He would have seen all of Jerusalem as it was in that day. And Jesus begins to make his way down that hill. Some of the Pharisees see him. They don't understand that this before here, this before picture is, is Jesus coming down. But Jesus was not done on the Mount of Olives because it says in the book of Acts, chapter one, verse 12, the, the Mount of Olives is where Jesus leaves from. It's where he ascends into heaven from. But church, listen to me. It's not the last place Jesus is gonna be. 
Because in Zechariah chapter 14, verse four, it says this, this is where he returns to. And here's the incredible thing. It says when he puts his feet on that mountain, the mountain is gonna split. There's a geological fault there down in that Kidron Valley between Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives. It's already there. It's already in preparation for his return. That one day he comes and that, and that gigantic rock splits open. And some other things are gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you that at the end of the sermon. Not everybody gets it. He says that if the Pharisees don't understand this, if I tell you, verse 40, if, if the, my disciples are silent because the Pharisees in verse 39 have said, your people need to be quiet down. This is, there's, there, there's no craziness here. By the way, I, I know, I know that, that some people don't, enjoy worshiping. Listen, you need to get used to this because this is what heaven's going to be like. Okay. Now your ears are going to be healed. So there'll be no reverberation. I, I don't know why it is the less we can hear the loud, the more we hate loud music, but, but, but our ears are all going to be healed. We're going to hear perfectly. We're going to be able to sing perfectly. You know, this was amazing that, that buddy after buddy died and came back, he could sing. It was an amazing thing, I'm, and, I'm, and I say that in total seriousness. That man could not keep rhythm and could not, could not keep a note before, but then when he came back after he died the first time, he could sing, and I always used to say to him, like, Gabriel and Michael giving you lessons or something while you were up there, but he could sing. It was amazing. He had pitch. We're, we're, we're gonna be singing. You know what else is amazing? We're not just singing. We're not, it says they're gathered round the throne, we, looked at, we see each other. Look across this room at these people. We don't just worship God by ourselves. We worship God together. It's in relationship. We're not alone. Jesus is making his way down that hill. We walked down that hill last Saturday. And as we were walking down that hill, I was thinking about those verses. He says, listen, if my disciples don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. And I'm walking down that hill and I'm looking for a rock and I found this one. It's an amazing rock. Here, you, you can, here, you can here, you take it. I'm not giving it to you. All right, come on. No, I'm gonna, I want you to hold it for a second. You guys can pass this around. Now, I want it back at the end of the sermon because I broke international law to get that here, all right? So, uh, but, but that rock, that's, that's not a normal rock, is it? Like, that's a pretty cool rock, isn't it? So that, that rock, that's not like a construction rock, because there's places there they've been building up and stuff. But I was walking along, and that rock, it, it looked at me. It did. And I went over, and I got that rock. What, Sandy? Yeah, I, I, they're, they're the best souvenir, because they were there. They were there. He says, these stones will cry out. Flip in your Bibles over to 2 Peter chapter 1. Look at, look at this. This is amazing. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Here's what the Pharisees didn't get. Here's what the Pharisees didn't understand. His divine power, look at this. This is y'all's. This is for you. 
You, you've, you've been following Jesus, you've been a believer, but you've been, but you've been waiting, you've been waiting to see what God was gonna do in your life. Look, look at this, I want you to understand what you have as a follower of Jesus. Look at this, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Through the knowledge of him, we are called to that glory and that excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them, look at this, you may become, underline these words in your Bible, partakers of the divine nature. Let me tell you what it says in the Greek. Geneste theos koinos phosis. Geneste. Now, just guess. No, just guess. What word? This is really easy. Don't make this hard. What word do you think geneste starts out? G N E S G E N E S. What word do you think that might have some similarity to? You guys are so smart. Genesis. That's exactly right. Genesis. Geneste. The becoming. The becoming. Geneste theos, what, what do you think that is? God, okay? Then koinos, or koinonia, is another usage of that, means partakers of, and most of the time it means the Holy Spirit. You were made to be in relationship with God, to be participating in the very nature, voices, nature of God. You were made in the image of God to participate in the very nature and in relationship in the way that God works and moves. This faith is not just a bunch of rules. It's not a bunch of regulations. You were made to participate in the very nature of the way God works. Grasp that. I've been thinking about that all week. I've been thinking about those Pharisees. You can be so close. You can be so close and yet be so far away. You know, Israel is a country, they estimate it's 90% atheistic. All those places are there. All those places are there. There are Orthodox Jews there are, there are some Christians, mostly Palestinian Christians. Few Catholics. But even in that city of Jerusalem, which is broken up, there's a Jewish quarter, an Armenian quarter, a Christian quarter, and a Jewish quarter. It's still mostly atheistic. You can be, you can be in the presence. These guys were in the very presence of Jesus and missed it. And it's not that that scares me. I just find that so incredibly sad. That you can miss his presence. Like, you ever, you ever had somebody you just love hanging out with? Hopefully your husband or wife. I, 
I, I just, I'm, there's just people that you just like being with. And, and you're better when you're with them. You know who I'm talking about? You got friends like that. You know, you got friends you're not good when you're with them. You know that. All right? That wasn't in the notes. That was from, that was from the Lord for one of you. All right? Or maybe you're that one. <laughs> but then there's those people that you're just better when you're with them. You're just better with them. You, 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 um, you're just a different person when you're with them in a good way. We are, we are geneste. We are to live geneste theos, quanos, phosis, to live in the presence of that nature, partakers of it, a part of it, to live in the expectation that you wake up in the morning and you open up your Bible or maybe some of your night owls and it's better for you to do those that time in the evening. That's okay. That's okay. God still loves you. It's better in the morning. Unless you're Anita, all right? Because she's, she's, a, she's a late night. In the morning, that, she just needs coffee and me to give her a wide berth. That's until we get some coffee. Any of y'all like that this morning? It's okay. It's okay. It, it, says, it says in, it says in, the, in, the, in one, of the, one of those Proverbs, it says, it says, um, it says, you sh- it's, how does it say it? You should not be so loud in the morning. Be, be careful of being loud in the morning. Anita shows me that, and I show her the one that says, be leery of strong drink. So, talking about coffee, by the way. So, And here's the answer that Jesus gives that beyond the stones, verse 41. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. That word wept, it's, I put it there in your notes, Cleo. It, it's it doesn't mean crying just a little bit. It doesn't mean having the sniffles because of the kids. It, it, it means sobbing, profusely sobbing, crying, crying with incredible anguish. Jesus, as he's going down, he cries, well, what that you, even you, had known on this day the things made that make for peace. It could be different, Jerusalem. That city while we were there, we, 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 went, we went on the first night of Ramadan and we went through the Damascus Gate. Tens of thousands of Muslims there. They, they were arresting people. It was kind of crazy. A little scary. Not real scary. I was with Don. He's, I figured they'd go after him and leave me alone because he's the biggest guy. But that city that's divided. Apparently while we were there, they, they thwarted several different terrorist things. It's just a normal part. Not that it's different here, though, right? As I was watching the news, that we could have peace. He says that you would have peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes for the days will come upon you when your enemies will set a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. It happened in 70 AD. That temple was destroyed. Tear you to the ground, you and your children with it. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you have not known the time of your visitation. Jesus is calling out. He's saying, 
all that you could be in peace. While we were there, there was this word that kept coming up in different places that we would be and devotions that we would read. Hanene. Hanene. It's what my shirt says this morning. Hanene. Tell me if you think you can figure out what it means. I want to read you some scriptures. Genesis 22. They're there in your notes. After these things, God tested Abram and said to him, Abram, and he said, here I am. Abram was in the luscious place in the world, and God says, I want you to go somewhere else. It's not this way. It's going to be an amazing place. We're going to have to make it that way. It's going to have milk and honey. It's going to be amazing, but we're going to have to do some work. But I got a land for you and a people for you that you're going to, you're going to be the father, not just of one nation, but of many nations. The whole world's going to be blessed through you, Abram. To Jacob, the angel of the Lord said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, here I am. God spoke to Israel, Genesis 46. Israel and Jacob are basically the same word. Jacob was called Israel. And he said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, here I am. Exodus 3, 4, Moses begins his life as a, as a Hebrew slave and, his, and they're gonna kill the Hebrew slave children because they're stronger and they're growing and, and they put this baby in a basket and Pharaoh's daughter finds him and he grows up in privilege, but he always knows he's different. And one day he sees an Egyptian guard being mean and beating a Hebrew slave and he goes and he steps in and he kills that guard and he runs away in fear and he's been in the wilderness for 40 years and he walks upon a bush and there's a bush and it's on fire, but it's not burning away. And God says, Moses, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. And God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. What do you think Hene means? Here I am. In Acts chapter nine, there's a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And God says to him, Ananias, I want you to go. There's a guy there named Saul. He's on a street called Straight. And I want you to go. And I want you to disciple him. And Ananias had to have thought, Whoa, 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 whoa. I know who Saul is. He's a murderer. Take the worst terrorist you can think of. You're Ananias. That's Saul. I want you to go because I'm doing a redeeming work in his life. I'm going to change him. And Ananias says, here I am. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives. He knows what's ahead of him. He knows what's coming down the road. And I just believe the father, as he spoke to him, Jesus looked back and said to him, here I am. I was talking with our guide, Menachem. I had, I had bought this shirt just because I was so moved by that whole phrase. Here I am. It's like, and I was talking to Menachem and I'm like, man, Menachem, I love that man. Here I am. I, that's me, man. Lord, I'm yours. Let's go whoop some, you know? Let's go find the devil. Let's go to war. I'm all in. He put his arm around me and he said, Randy, it doesn't exactly mean here I am. The words are here I am, but that's not exactly what it means. I said, what's it mean? 
He said, what it really means is, here am I. Here am I. It's a subtle difference, isn't it? But it's a difference. Here am I. Do with me what you want. I'm all yours, I'll follow you. Do with me what you want. There are, if you were on the Mount of Olives today and you were looking at the top, let me, let me show you the picture. You would look down into, go down to that next picture I have with all the graves on it. That's what it looks like now. There's the Kidron Valley down there at the bottoms, that fault line. It's become a graveyard. The, the journey that Jesus would have taken is just right over here on the right, and you go down that hill, and, and these are all graves that are there. But over off on the side, you, can, you, you can't see it in this picture, but over off on the side is one of those places, you know, there, again, there's some places we don't know exactly where it was. We know it was in the town. But there's this one place we went to, Caiaphas' house. Here's the ruins of it. Let me show you the ruins of Caiaphas' house. That's the ruins of Caiaphas' house. They know exactly where this was. Father-in-law of the high priest. We journeyed through that house and down in the bottom of that house, there's a room. Let me show you that room. This is the cell that Jesus was held over in the night after he had taken the beatings after he had been betrayed. This is the, the cell room that he would have been in. And we were praying in that room and I just got down on my hands and my knees and I was touching that floor and I was thinking about the very nature of the submission of Jesus, of going down that hill and going into Jerusalem and going into that place. Second Corinthians tells us as Jesus is on that cross, when Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We're gonna talk about it on Friday at our Good Friday service. It'll be family friendly, as family friendly as it can be. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It, it wasn't the physical anguish. The truth be told, at that point in the crucifixion, most of that's done. But the sin of the whole world is put on Jesus at that time. For, at, for the first time, that relationship, the father looks away. The relationship is broken because the son has the sin of the whole world. Every sin I've ever done that you've ever done is on Jesus. This is what Jesus says. Hanine. He says, Father, behold your son. Here I am. Here am I. 
This is the gospel, the good news of Jesus. This is what this story is about. And the question that we answer today in each and every one of our lives today is this question, Lord, will we answer that same way or not? Let me be the first to admit to you that sometimes in the process of all of these things in in life, I get, I think about the church and the finances and promotion and communication and, and taking care of all the things that we're supposed to do. That's not a bad thing. That's our life. We do those things. We got work to go to. Got a lot of teachers in this room. Those kids need you to be there tomorrow morning doctors and nurses and truck drivers. All the things that we do in our lives. And he's not telling you don't go do those things. This is not some cult where we go and get in a room and just stay here and, and, and sing all the time. We, we do, we sing, we worship, and then we go and we do the things. But listen, First Peter chapter Second Peter chapter one, verse four. But we also, as we're doing life, as, as we're taking care of the kids, changing diapers. I see some diaper changers in this room. Going to work, cooking, driving buses, building houses, coaching. We also can be participating, partaking in the very divine nature. And the question he asks of us each and every day. Will you say, here am I? So this morning, we're gonna do our communion, this, this act that we celebrate of remembering his body and his blood, his body broken for us, his blood of the new covenant established for us we're gonna do it in a little bit different ways. So we're gonna do it in these three stations of nations. We continue to talk. I was talking with Pastor Anatoly yesterday. They're hanging in there amidst the bombs and everything else. The church of Jesus is being faithful in Ukraine. They're still taking buses in and bringing people out, taking food in. We wanna to continue to pray for the nations. For some of us, your answer to here am I or here I am is to continue to pray and be engaged in the nations. For some, it's the neighborhoods. Your neighborhoods. We want to start walking our neighborhoods and praying for our neighborhoods and being engaged in our neighborhoods like we never have before. We're getting ready to bring Patrick on and in that role of being our adult director of discipleship and we want to be more faithful in that than we have been with adults. We need to do that. For a lot of you, your answer to here I am is, there, is our next generation. Our teachers, our youth teams, our volunteers. I'm not going to call you volunteers anymore. You didn't volunteer, did you? You're called. You're part of this. But I also would be remiss. I was over here yesterday we got back from spring break trip and I came over and I was kind of working through the sermon and, and I just really felt compelled to, 
to do these stations like this here because this place I wanted to keep open. Here am I. It doesn't fit into any of those things. Maybe you've not put your faith in him yet and it's time. Maybe you did that one day, but you've not been walking with him and it's time. It's just time. It's time to not just be living with God as your co-pilot, but give him the controls. That's the dumbest phrase, by the way. He's the pilot. But man, he takes us to some amazing things. And we go with him and we journey with him. And if you want somebody to pray with you about something else, there'll be elders back there and their wives at the cross. But this morning, I just want us to take some time and, and can, we say to, can we say to him, Lord, here am I. I'm yours. All of me, all the mess of what I've made, the good things I've made, the bad things I've made, the, the promises I've made, the promises I've not kept, all those things, Lord. But here I am. I'm yours. Henene. Henene, church. Can you say it back to me? Henene. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for the fact that this faith we have is not just a set of platitudes or rules or ideas or any of that. It's, it's God. God comes and he, he comes into time and space and he, he cares for people that nobody else cares for. A God that created a people and gave them a land, but you didn't just give them a land. You said, now I want you to care out of this place. And as my people, I want you to be caretakers for the rest of the world, for the Palestinians, for the Egyptians. You, you called us as your people. You call us to be a holy people to use us in changing the world. And Lord, so whatever, if, if, our, if the place we say, here am I, here I am this morning is, is for the nations, Lord, so be it. If it's, if it's for the, the neighborhoods, if it's for the next generation, maybe it's for our marriages and we just gotta go to the cross and we need your help. But Lord, for some in this room, I believe a couple of people this morning that have not put their faith in you, they've not put that trust in you. It's time. This is not a bunch of ideas. This is Jesus. This is the God of the universe, fully God and fully man who walks and says to us, I want you to participate in my very nature, partake of my nature. I am with you. For you, here I am. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And on Easter Sunday, you're invited to join us at our 8, 9, 10, or 1030 service. Thanks for listening. I'm Myrna Brown.